Hello, everyone. Welcome to Keep in Mind podcast. This is Areli here. And for today's episode, we are talking about vulnerability. And vulnerability has been something that I have been practicing a lot lately, especially with mental health advocacy and just within my connections in general. I have been trying to push myself out of my comfort zone to be more vulnerable, to be more open, because I have learned that I can grow such satisfying relationships through them. And so I knew this is a topic that I really wanted to talk about and learn about a little bit more. And as I was reflecting on who I wanted to have this conversation with, our special guest that we have here on today came to my mind almost instantly because he has this incredible online platform that is rooted in vulnerability and community. And so witnessing the great impact that he has on his followers is very moving and very inspiring. And so I I felt it was so necessary to learn a little bit more about vulnerability through him because he practices it so well. So I am going to go ahead and let our guest introduce himself. Hi, thanks for that lovely introduction. Um, I'm Andrew. Um, if you don't know me, uh, I'm 16 years old. I am from Maryland, United States. And on, I guess, online, my presence is notable by Healing with Andrew. Um, and I've created an amazing platform on social media to be able to project the kind of genuity of like the genuine side of what healing looks like and just showcasing humanity. Um, I think that it's kind of, we're in a world where we are so hyper fixated on making everything a highlight reel. And so I try to bring a more personal approach um, through authenticity and so uh, I like to believe that I'm like the teenage voice um, for that. So yeah, that's kind of me. And I'm so excited to be here. So thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, I, I truly do appreciate your ability to keep it real about the realities of mental health and healing, especially navigating it in this era of social media that is consistently pushing for a certain narrative and these unrealistic aesthetics like I even fall in fall victim to wanting to curate my image in a certain way on social media so I I would love it if you can dive deeper into healing with Andrew and what your platform consists of um healing with Andrew is kind of it's it's my baby (laughs) um, to be quite frank um but with that I think that healing with Andrew is a place for community and for love and for passion and for authenticity and especially for vulnerability and I know that that's something that you were wanting to talk about today as well and healing with Andrew is it's a safe space and I want to say that it's and I'm going to say it's for teens but it's for everyone and I think that it's just it provides and I don't want to and I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn but it it creates a level of safety and comfort, um, especially coming from someone that is our generation's age. Like this is Gen Z and um, there I haven't seen a lot of Gen Z representation. So to be that is kind of what Healing with Andrew has become. 
I totally agree with you. And that's one thing that I noticed a lot about your platform is that safe space because I mean, even with my platform, I, I still have that struggle of being vulnerable and showing a little bit more of like what my journey looks like or anyone else's. And I'm focused on the education part. And so when I came across your platform, I was like, wow, like this is so awesome. Like it's just so raw. Like these are things that you would think you would never want to say out loud or like, you know, when people ask you, like, are you OK? You're like, yeah, like I'm fine. But like, I love that you are so open to being honest and like you said, authentic. And I think that's what really connects people, because I mean, we can't connect on a surface level. Um, And so I really admire that. And I know you've gone a little bit into this, but can you explain what your mission is behind your platform? Um, my mission is to be able to create um, a community of people that are willing to be vulnerable, that are willing to be comfortable with their emotions, and those, and also establishing um, a community that appreciates and celebrates um, true, true feelings and true healing. I think that there's this misconception that healing means healed when in reality healing is a process it's never a final destination and i was actually talking i was on another podcast yesterday and i was talking about the exact same thing that healing is not a destination but rather it's a process and it's a continuous one there's always going to be roadblocks that get in the way um but with that when we're able to facilitate conversations where people feel safe and they feel love and they feel comfortable i want to be able to help establish um, these relationships and these people and help them feel comfortable within that because there's so much strength within vulnerability and you know people say vulnerability wins and it's so true because it has truly changed my life and the lens that I see the world through and so that's kind of what I'm trying to create a safe space where people are willing to be vulnerable and they appreciate vulnerability and openness and they learn to be able to implement that into their own lives especially as teenagers when it's so easy to hide behind a screen and pretend that everything is fine and I think that our automatic response to everything is I'm going to post and be happy when in reality I'm losing my mind behind the screen and so just kind of bringing that authenticity back to social media yeah I I honestly I feel like the reason why that is so powerful and so important is because it's so normalized especially recently to not be vulnerable and like even like culturally um or even just like societal wise like we have like this expectations of like even if you're not okay you have to pull through or you have to give a face so I think vulnerability can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people because it's not going to be um, or they can assume that it's not going to be welcomed or understood. And so I really love that you said that it's celebrated and it's encouraged and there's that support system there um, to like be able to do that. So kudos to you. <laughs> I honestly really love what you're doing. And um, because we're talking about vulnerability so much, can you explain in your own words what vulnerability is? That's a difficult question because I think that it's such a like it's such a nuanced answer because I think that vulnerability is personalized. Yeah. But I think that vulnerability is truly it's kind of like the inner workings of looking into ourselves. Like it's looking at ourselves and being able to say, like, this is what's happening. And I might not be happy with it, but I'm okay with sharing that. And it, it's not even it doesn't even have to be sharing, it's just allowing yourself to feel your feelings and the moments where you so badly want to repress them 
and you want to continue to push them down, but vulnerability is allowing ourselves and inviting ourselves to feel those feelings as well as allowing others, permitting others to be able to see a glimpse of what our reality is because reality is so subjective in the sense of we all have a different one and so we all have a different story and we all have different things going on and when we're able to talk about them and we're able to be open about them i think that that is true of vulnerability but in those moments where people are unwilling to share and that's and it's very reasonable that people don't we live in a world where there is still an underlying stigma as much as we continue to make efforts there's still inevitably will always be a sense of stigma but with that vulnerability i think is allowing ourselves to feel those feelings as well as later steps becoming allowing other people to see a glimpse of that. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's what vulnerability truly is. Yes. Let me get some snaps from everyone listening right now. Cause that was honestly um, such a beautiful way to define vulnerability. And I also love the fact that you brought up that you need to feel your feelings and that is okay. And I think, that's true. I didn't really think about that when I was thinking about vulnerability. And it's like, you have the space to feel your emotions. And I think that's also part of it is like feeling comfortable enough to do that or having the courage to do that. And so I love that you brought that up. And I want to ask you now, like, what pushed you to be vulnerable in the first place? And were you ever like uncomfortable with it? I think initially I was uncomfortable, but I think that if we're looking in a recent lens, I think that vulnerability just comes so naturally to me because of the power that I know that it has. And I guess, and I'll try and keep this quick, but I guess when on December 16th of 2022, I posted my YSA on my personal Instagram, not my healing Instagram, but on my personal. And there were dozens of comments and dozens of messages and dozens of DMs that were like, I had no clue this was happening or they shared their experience. And they were like, I went through these things and I didn't tell anyone about it. And I don't know how you had the strength to talk about it. And so it's so uncomfortable, but when you start, like when you open up those conversations and you step out of the box, it has allowed me in so many freaking ways that I can't even count the way that it has helped myself and other people um, just because of how much safety and comfort it brings other people. I think that that, I, sorry, I feel like I sound really weird when I'm talking about this subject because it's just kind of weird being able to say like, holy crap, like I've shared my story online. And so it's kind of like a jumble. It's kind of like a jumble when I talk about it. But with that, I think that there's so much strength in it. And when initially, initial discomfort does not equate to the later results. And so I am so glad that I broke past the personal barriers that I put on myself to be like, I need to be okay. I need to be great. Because there was this notion that, that I was okay, that I was the, that I was going to be the valedictorian, that I was going to have this and this and this and this. And I had so many expectations on my back. And I was like, I really feel like I'm losing my mind right now. And I was open about it. And it changed and I and I don't mean this to be dramatic, but like it changed lives. Like it changed my life in more ways than I can even count. It's changed other people's lives, being able to feel comfortable enough to talk about their experiences. And it's just vulnerability is so powerful. And I hope that you all take this as an opportunity to be like, I don't necessarily need to trauma dump. I don't need to give this to someone, but I'm allowed to tell myself and other people that 
I might not be going through the greatest time right now, but I'm going to get through it because I have the toolkit to do so. And through being vulnerable, it already showcases the strength that you have. And so, yeah. Well, I honestly, you telling me this story, it strikes me that I had a similar experience when I also started my mental health advocacy. And I think me being vulnerable for the first time is what really hooked me on into like, wow, like everyone really is going through a similar thing or they have their own story, but we all have our own story that has impacted us and the way that we are and in being able to connect in similar experiences or just in sympathy as well. Like it, it's just really powerful, like you said. And I had this conversation with, I forgot who, I've had a lot of conversations, but um, with someone and honestly, like, knowing that you relate to someone it kind of gives you that sense of hope and also comfort that like you are capable of moving forward and you have that backbone to help you through it too so I definitely do see that within your platform I always see people in your comments and just being so engaged and I think that's so beautiful that you have created a community with so many people and from so many different places and everyone is just connecting on shared experiences so that's awesome and now that you have opened this world to vulnerability to yourself and others, um, can you explain a little bit how your mental health has changed because of that? I think that this is also a very nuanced answer because I think that if we're if we're talking about in the lens of like just from initially, I think that my from the initial standpoint, I think that my mental health has gotten progressively better and being open about it allows me to be able to say that when I'm not doing okay I'm allowed to acknowledge it I'm allowing myself to like feel it instead of like repressing it but I guess in recent terms I think that the only thing that has truly been detrimental without even realizing was that like virality is crazy and I never truly internalized that and healing with Andrew has grown from virtually nothing. So like 470 followers, and I'm talking like late October, less than 500 followers to now we're filming December 20th. And I just hit 32,000 followers like 10 minutes ago. And I didn't think that that would take a toll in the sense of, now there's kind of this expectation to be consistently vulnerable in the sense of it almost be, I almost begin questioning my authenticity when people have followed me because of me sharing my sad experiences. And oftentimes there's, unfortunately, there are people that don't want to see the happy sides of things. They want to see the relatable, validating experiences and I was talking about this on a podcast at uh, the podcast yesterday so when you hear me saying these things and I sound really smart that's a shout out, a shout out to um Katie she's also a big mental health creator and so when I sound super smart like this just know that these were some of the sentiments that she talked about and so just want to give her credit where credit is due but with that we were talking about that on the on the podcast yesterday and we were just talking about how virality is really crazy. And I think that that's created kind of a detrimental image of how I see vulnerability, although it hasn't completely distorted it. So I'm able to still facilitate healthy conversations with vulner vulnerability. 
But I guess in a personal lens, I'm learning to redefine it with healthy boundaries online. And so I would say that just like healing is, it's ups and downs, it's highs and lows, and that's okay. And I'm allowed, to, and I'm allowed to feel that way because if I mean, it's kind of like a heart, um, like a heartbeat. It's going up and down, and if it's not, then you flatline. And so I just have to keep that in mind as well as zoning out and realizing like we're literally on a floating rock and I I keep saying these same things, but yeah, it's just like, we're literally on a floating rock. And so when in those moments where my mental health isn't great recently, or it doesn't, or it feels like I'm going back to square one, I just have to zoom out and be like, you know what? I'm literally on a floating rock. Like none of this matters. Like literally none of this matters. And so I'm so sorry. That was such a long answer to such. No, it's so good. But yeah, I, I would just say that it's that. Oh my gosh, you're so real for that we're on a floating rock. I that gives me existential crisis sometimes. But like seriously though, like especially with school, I'm like, bro, like for what? Like why am I stressed? Um, but yes, you're you're so right. And I feel like I don't know, vulnerability can like be tricky just because we don't have as much experience um in doing so. Uh at least generationally, like I don't think we were taught that growing up, especially by older generations. And so, like you said, like we need to learn as we're going. Um, and I really appreciate that you set those healthy boundaries because I mean, that can be for anyone. Like, you know, you can be open about something one time and then others can expect you to do so again, like you said. And so I, I appreciate that you acknowledge that it's not like a, before and after um and it's definitely a process considering your circumstances or your experiences so thank you for that and now do you have any advice or tips for those that have or need to be vulnerable but they're a little bit scared to be vulnerable oh this is such a good question I think that there's so many ways to be vulnerable and I want to be able to express that because I know that I mentioned like being like being open and talking about your experiences, but honestly, vulnerability can simply be asking for help, literally saying, you know, I'm kind of going through a rough time right now. Uh, I need help. And asking for help can be in a million different ways. It can be, hey, is there any possibility that you have the, the emotional capacity to talk about this? Or, hey, I, this has kind of been on my mind and I feel and I really appreciate you and I feel safe with you. So I was wondering if I could get your advice on this. And I think that establishing those because vulnerability is based on trust. And so if you don't have trust, you're not able to have vulnerability. So I guess as something for all the people listening right now, think of the person or the people that you trust the most that you feel the safest with. And again, it can simply be asking for help. And again, asking for help can be in a million different variations. And it doesn't need to be the extreme version of what I did posting an entire essay that you had in your journal. Um, on Instagram. And again, that's a very like huge leap of faith. And most people and I and most people won't and that they don't have to because you don't need to. And so it's, uh, first of all, eliminate that pressure off of yourself that you need to have this big moment of like, I'm being vulnerable. 
like it is so frightening but you don't need to like you don't have to feel that you need to tell everyone you're allowed to tell the people closest to you you don't have to tell everyone because no one's entitled to that and oftentimes i think that we are like oh well this person knows so then i feel like it's only fair that they know no no one is entitled to anything and so it's just ask for the help where help is needed and again that can be asked for in a million different variations from one or a million people and yeah i think that i would just say asking for help and it doesn't matter what variation it's in I appreciate that explanation because with everything, there's so many expectations. So thank you for clarifying that. Like, it doesn't have to like be a big old thing. And even the smallest things can take a lot of courage. Um, And like you said, trust a lot. I was aware of that, but I didn't really sink in how important that is, is that you have to trust that the people that you're telling or the spaces that you're in are going to be able to hold that for you because it's also okay that like if the other flips like the other way around like if someone's being very vulnerable with you it's okay for you to be like I'm sorry I can't handle this or I can't hold this space for you um to tell me your troubles because you know you're going through your own things like those are healthy boundaries that you can set as well and you don't have to be in taking um other people's experiences if you don't want to and the other way around like you said it's so important to ask like hey like can I talk to you about this and so I think that is a very um, important thing to keep in mind and so now that we have talked about um, the essential things for these safe spaces for us to be vulnerable can you give a little bit of advice on how we can be supportive to others that are struggling um, with their mental health in a way that we can be a safe space for them establishing like a sense of vulnerability and opening up the space for people to be vulnerable is based on trust and so I think that first of all it's it's boundaries I think that it's understanding like if someone does not want to talk about it if someone does not want to do something or talk about something that they are not comfortable with I think that it's not about it's about not pestering them but I think that when you and I've talked about this before when you establish a relationship of trust with someone you will know and you will know when it is safe to be able to ask those questions and I think that being able to talk to someone that is struggling is simply the small like it's little things like hey I'm thinking about you hey I appreciate you hey I've been thinking about you recently I was wondering how you've been and it's these small little moments instead of going up to someone and saying hey you seem like super off like talk to me and I, I'm guilty of that as well. Like there are times that I do that with people and I know that I shouldn't. And it's an automatic response. But I think when we take a step back and realize, hey, this might not be what they need right now. And it might simply just having a friend. And sometimes even just something like, hey, I can tell you're a little bit off and then just give them a hug. It's it's one of those things that if we're looking, I think that we oftentimes look for the extremes. Like we're looking for something super big and super prominent that's like this will make my mark or this will make a mark on someone and it's like yes that's true to a certain extent but I think that I mean think about your most favorite memory it's probably something it probably wasn't associated with something big like one of my memories my favorite memories which actually to be fair is kind of big but it's a small gesture in a way one of my best friends lives an hour and a half away from me and on a sunday evening she drove an hour and a half to my house to give me a hug and drive back 
literally stayed for 20 minutes and then went back home an hour and a half away on a Sunday evening, like school the next day. And like that simple gesture of a hug of realizing, hey, you know what? This person might not be doing okay right now, but I don't think that they're in the space or have the mental capacity to talk about it because they might not have internalized it themselves and people are allowed to not know what's happening but still feel like something is wrong and i think that we don't talk about that enough at all because there are times that i'm just not doing well and i have no idea why no idea why and that's totally okay and yet we continue to press people for answers when in reality i think that we should allow other people to find the answers themselves while being able to guide and love them and again it's literally all do everything that you do with love and i think that people will see that. And again, it's in the little things. And so supporting people comes with loving and nurturing in the smallest ways. And that will progress into something larger where you are able to have those long, deep conversations if you aren't already. And that relationship will come. You ate. No crumbs. Lick the plate. <laughs> that was so good. I feel like I am just being like pulled in by your words and I'm really deeply resonating with what you're saying and I hope that everyone listening you are as well and kind of taking in like wow like vulnerability has so many different forms and shapes but either way it can be so impactful on someone's um day support system and the way that they feel um and so thank you so much for explaining that and kind of giving us more perspective on vulnerability and so now I kind of want to ask you how do you encourage yourself to keep on going with the healing process even when it does get a little bit rough or it's uncomfortable I'm gonna be I mean I'm gonna be completely transparent as much as I'm healing and as much as I'm getting through these things there are times where it's just I'm taking it one one step at a time one day at a time and there's this misconception that like oh well Andrew has a healing page so he's doing well or he has the toolkit there are times where like I know exactly what to do for other people and then the second that it happens to me I cannot take my own advice for the life of me and so with that it is taking that moment to be like Again, we are on a floating rock and I will continue to go back to that every single time. It's like in those moments where I'm like, I'm not doing okay. Life does not feel worth it right now. I'm losing my mind. I'm going crazy. It's like my mind is nothing compared to what is around me and what protects me and what covers me and it's one of those things that I just have to take that step out of that mindset and not and not in the sense of disregarding my feelings I have to say these feelings are valid these feelings are here I am noticing them I am acknowledging them I'm internalizing them and I'm allowing them to flow through me because that is what I need and I cannot suppress things because oftentimes we think oh well we're suppressing it and then it goes away but then later on it becomes an issue because it always does it always does and so I allow the feelings to come when they come because healing is feeling and again it's just taking that moment to zoom out and be like I'm on a floating rock right now. Like, I promise that this is not going to matter. This one moment I'm likely going to forget about in like three months. And it's just, it's keeping that in mind and putting things into perspective while simultaneously allowing myself to be able to internalize those feelings and say that they are valid. So, yeah. Andrew, I want to cry right now. <laughs> I just really resonated with uh, everything you said. I 
I was really looking forward to this conversation because vulnerability was a thing that I struggled a lot with. Like, I was okay with being open, but I had a lot of anxieties about how I was going to be received or perceived. And so I I just feel like so inspired and so empowered to to let go and just let myself sink in this vulnerability because I think sometimes I would even feel guilty about it you know like maybe I'm oversharing so much they don't care or it's like I look stupid like it's really not that deep and so everything that you're saying is really touching me in my heart and I feel so lucky that I got to talk to you I truly do adore you like you are so awesome and uh, we're so lucky that we have you in this mental health space to continue to promote safe spaces and mental health awareness so thank you so much Andrew for everything you do and giving us a little bit of your wisdom today that means the world to me. Thank you so much for all of this. Thank you for inviting me. Your everything that you were everything that you were doing is phenomenal. Seriously, I've seen all the work that you were doing, and you're utterly phenomenal. And so I want to give you credit for that. So thank you so much for having me today. Alrighty, thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. And special shout out again to Andrew for coming on and sharing his wisdom with us today. If you guys want to follow Andrew, his Instagram is at healingwithandrew underscore. And he's about to come out with his own podcast. So follow that at things I wish I said podcast. I cannot wait for y'all to submerge yourself in this amazing community. I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.